leave a legacy and not debt. Welcome to Affordable Final Expense, where we do all the shopping and you do all the saving. Hello, today is Monday, July 22nd, 2019, and it's Mike Lucy. Mike Lucy from Funeral Funds of Michigan and the Leave a Legacy podcast and video channel. Today we're being joined by attorney Bo Shimmers here in wonderful Metro Detroit. Bo! Yeah, hi. Uh, we're here today to talk about uh, uh, probate and decedents' estates. What happens when you die? What happens to your stuff? So, things that you need to know. Well, first of all, uh, the word estate. Certain things uh, you leave behind and certain things you don't which is kind of counterintuitive, but think about it. Uh, for instance, life insurance policies. Uh, those are not uh, in the uh, decedent's estate. Really? Uh, yes, they pass to your beneficiary. Right. Who, who could be anybody? Could be your church. Uh, could be right. um, uh, Doris Duke's a butler. <laughs> I think he was well, awarded it's, $10 It's funny you bring it up because when a new insurance agent takes their course and then takes the exam, they're actually taught that the life insurance is part of the estate. We're actually taught. We're actually taught that once we have an insurance policy, that becomes part of the estate. Uh, it can be, but normally the insurance company wants you to list who the beneficiary is. But you can, you can list my estate as the beneficiary. You can do that. It just adds another layer of complexity mm -hmm. and kind of defeats the whole purpose of uh, getting around pro probate if you're so inclined. Cool. So the. One of the reasons we're talking about probate is, number one, it fits into our general conversation about uh, creating a community, about end-of-life planning and preparation, and a community where we all feel comfortable talking about it. Truth be told, I went through myself, personally, I went through this process about three years ago now, and at my side was Mr. Bo Shimmers. My particular case happened in the state of Florida. Bo is not licensed in Florida, but I would call Bo religiously almost every day asking for legal advice, and Bo was our savior. He walked us through the process step by step. He armed us with everything we needed to know to go to battle and fight a two-year-long court case. So if we can, just, do you recall the case? Yeah, I sure do. Okay. so. I'm going to lay out you know, what had happened and maybe other people out there have had similar cases. The case was, I had an uncle that was 1,200 miles removed from the rest of the family. We're all dispersed throughout the east coast of the U.S. And my uncle passed. And the family was slow to react to get down to Florida to take care of family matters. And what happened was the process, the probate petition was hijacked by a third party, a lady friend. We did not know that until I was driving down to Florida with my wife Ginger, called Bo on the phone, and Bo explained to me exactly what you should do when someone passes, so that when a, someone's a decedent, what are the first things you should do, Bo? Okay. Well, uh, first of all, let's talk about your case briefly. Mm -hmm. It happened a couple of years ago. Since then, uh, just about all the courts are computerized, and you can go online and look uh, look up the name of your uh, dead uncle and see what's going on in his probate estate. So you can do it from 1,200 miles away now. Mm. Back in five years ago, mm. you had to write a letter <laughs> to yeah. the clerk of the court to send you a copy of everything. Yeah, I mean, it can be done. It was done. 
but today it's so much easier because uh, so much is being done online. So don't be afraid to look at that obscure county in Tennessee. They might be online. Then again, they might not. Well, that's what triggered this whole thing is Bo, I was speaking with Bo on the phone and I, I vehemently remember this. I was at a gas station in Kentucky and Bo said, you need to call the courthouse and see what, what has happened. If anything's occurred, I called the courthouse immediately and I saw this third party's person name had already filed the petition. Uh, yeah, well, you know, the basically the procedure is pretty similar in most of the states. And that is, okay, so somebody dies. So somebody has to take over uh, as the personal representative. That's a big word. What does it mean? Well, they're basically a glorified accountant. Uh, they find out what the, the dead person had, what they possessed, what's in that house, what's in that closet, what's in that bank account, uh, what's in that drawer with all the paperwork in it. Uh, so they got to report to the court and give an inventory of everything that the dead person owned. So that everybody knows what there what there is. Oh, uh, we should almost back up. Not anybody can be a uh, the personal representative. In Mike Lucy's case, the wrong person applied to be personal representative and was you know granted because nobody was there to object to it. Normally, it's uh, people that are close uh, to the deceased person. You know, like their spouse, then their children, then it goes on and on and on till finally creditors. I can start a case because yeah. they want to get paid. You know, right, if right. nobody starts a case, because I had a case like that once. The person died. They left the house that was worth twenty thousand, thirty thousand dollars, and they just let it go. Uh, so uh, you know, it's, it's, it's surprising. Sorry about the dog barking in the background. We're actually recording poolside, poolside here in Metro Detroit, wonderful Riverview, Michigan. During that heat wave that everybody in the country knows about. Um, so back up a minute. Yeah. The process when yeah. you when you yeah. reach out to an yeah. attorney, engage yeah. with hire an attorney to yeah. do a will, help you with a will. Oh yeah. Wills will. are general, very uh, they're relatively easy, relatively low cost type of an item. It really depends on how many dollars are in the estate. Uh, but you know, generally, uh, you're looking at five hundred thousand dollars before you're going to. Uh, quote a higher price you know it's okay. got to be some significant assets so when would you want to do a diy will like they have these oh, online places yeah. now, do you recommend that or if you do at what point oh. do you reach someone do you recommend someone reach out to a, an attorney yeah okay let me just talk about the various types of probate uh there is supervised versus unsupervised now you're getting real close what you're talking about is mm -hmm. unsupervised okay. that nobody really take pays much attention and maybe nobody does need to because there's not much in the estate an old rusted car a bag of dirty clothes you know there's not much there so no yeah you want that unsupervised because there ain't nothing at stake <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, but if there is significant assets you do want it supervised you want the court looking over their shoulders to make sure they're doing everything right mm -hmm. so there's the the divide about when you want it supervised or unsupervised yeah. So let's go back to one second to the will. What is the person's name that's in charge? The accountant you referred to. Oh yeah, the personal representative. Yeah, yeah. it's. Per I thought there was other terms for the administrator. Uh, or no, it's generally the personal representative. Okay, personal representative. Uh, it can be others. I mean, if, uh, if nobody steps forward, it can be. Um, you know, an administrator from the uh, from the state can step in, and nobody else does. And in out my uncle's will, yeah. his brother was named as the. That's why I'm trying to yeah. think of the term as the yeah. personal representative. Yes, that's normal or not normal? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Okay. Uh, and then uh, usually there's a successor um, personal representative uh, named in case, uh, in your case, uh, the other uncle didn't want to yeah. be the personal representative, didn't have the time, didn't have the uh, the, uh, the energy anymore. Maybe right. maybe he's 80 right. and doesn't really, doesn't up to it. You're, you're actually coming very, very close to where we were a couple <laughs> yes, years yes. ago. Uh, I, I was the contingent, but my uncle, you know, luckily he had the, the energy and the bandwidth and... Uh, you know the passion to take over so um in our case once again a third party had hijacked i call it hijacked hijacked the probate process she walked into the lee county courthouse with a fraudulent will have you ever heard of such a thing bo yes all the time really you'd be surprised when somebody dies that has uh, some wherewithal how many wills pop up you know wow. so you got to expect that you know well, a couple other things you got to expect is the minute somebody dies the relatives are going to go over there and pick the bones of the house that's what happened all the not all the time but 50 percent of the time it's shocking how often that happens so just anticipate that it might okay so that's you know we're going to get come around later the takeaway is going to be some recommendations for yeah. everyone very simple recommendation we also have the family out here so if you're a baby crying eh, she's learning how to swim um uh as we wrap up we're going to summarize this whole conversation and we're going to provide to you some powerful takeaways, very simple things to do when someone passes to protect the family's assets. Um, next is let's, let's talk through the process of, uh, decedents estates yes. and probate how long does this take what's the process let's start from day one day one someone dies uh, yeah it's going to take at least six months statutorily it has to take six, six months the reason is you have to give notice to all the potential creditors there mm -hmm. might, might not be any but hey there might be some and they got to get notice saying mm -hmm. hey this person died and hey and sure enough they lost money and we want some okay. so we're going to put in a claim with the probate court so that's why it takes six months so everybody can come out of the woodworks okay it takes a little bit longer than that uh, but it shouldn't really take that much longer you know okay. uh you know the main thing usually is the house uh you got to get uh, probate court permission to sell the house uh the probate court gives you special letters of authority uh that to a, sell the house. yeah that a buyer wants to see saying hey you got the authority to sell this you're not just anybody off the street wanting to sell me the brooklyn bridge you have a letter of authority from the probate court saying yes this house can be sold and usually that's one of the big, uh, the bigger items and the thing that holds things up. Okay. Uh, yeah. that, that's part of what held ours up. Once again, ours was held up for two years. Mm. Uh, but, uh, going back to the sequence of events, my, my uncle had passed. Then the death certificate, right? The death certificate has to be issued. And then the personal representative has to have that as part of the petition that they're walking into the courthouse yes, and filing. That's okay. true. Does that person that's going to the courthouse to file the petition, do they need an attorney? Or is no. that something? No, they do okay. not. All they need is money, the filing fee. <laughs> Whatever that fee. Yeah. What is a typical $175 fee? $175 here so in Michigan. So that's here in Michigan. Okay. So they uh, walk into the probate. They have a packet of information. includes the wills, the death certificate. What else no. is in there? No. Uh, actually, just, just needs the death certificate and uh, the petition. Uh, asking to be appointed personal representative okay. and of course you need to give all interested parties notice those are usually like your siblings yeah. and the like you know anybody that's other close relatives mm -hmm. are supposed to get notice so there's no secret hearings like that may have happened in your case yeah. that's not supposed to happen because everybody's supposed to get notice and 
So I'm, I'm tr just trying to remember yeah. the process we went yeah. through. Petition, file a petition. Okay. Pay the 175 bucks. Uh, mail it. Uh, mail a copy of that petition to all the interested parties. Within how long? Uh, before the hearing. Yeah, short width. I think there's width. a deadline. Well, there there is. Uh, I want to say it's probably uh, 28 days. Okay. Be I believe it was 30 days. In 30 days. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so part of our process was we know that the third party had dragged their feet not to notify yes uh next of kin good reason good reason i mean so if you're if your objective is to steal then you don't let people know right. is that how it works right okay so be aware of that yes um that's why i suggested you know try the internet see if uh the the particular courthouse is uh online mm -hmm. so you don't have to travel 1200 miles you don't have to wait on mail you can do it right from the comfort of your home okay so when when Bo told me this and I called the courthouse and they said the petition's already been filed and I asked by who, they said, sorry, we can't tell. You can log on online and get yeah. the information. Oh. So I logged on that evening in Tennessee because we found out in Kentucky as we're driving. I ordered the I ordered uh, the file to be sent to my uncle's house. Beautiful. Exactly the right thing to do. And I also viewed it online. Not all the documents were available online. Most of them. Right. The will was there. The will was there, and it was fraudulent. Oh. It was forged. Yeah, most of the time nobody cares about the will until the end, because we talked about what the personal representative does. They look for all the assets, you know, look in the nooks and crannies of the house, see what's there, uh, notify creditors, mm -hmm. uh, and then, uh, then when you want to distribute what's what's left, then the court cares whether or not there's a will. Are we going to distribute it uh, pursuant to the okay. will? Yes, or person didn't have one are we going to distribute it pursuant to the laws of the state of michigan or whatever state you're in so it gets distributed but nobody cares what the will actually says until Damn. the money gets is getting ready to be sent out well i have a problem with this and yeah. here's my problem is yeah. when this third party rolled into the courthouse yeah. yeah. and said i'm filing a petition here's all my paperwork including a forged will what if that? What if she took the actual will and they had my uncle as the uh, as the administrator, personal representative? Is it the court's responsibility at that time to make sure that that lady has the right or the authority to do that? No, no they don't do any they don't investigative. Care? They don't care. Why not? No, it's just uh, they're perfunctory. They just uh, stamp it. They, you know, you pay the money and you get the filing. It's just okay. that simple. But it never would have gotten. She would have never would have been able to put the money in her pocket. Okay. But she still needs uh, probate court uh, permission, and okay. by then, I mean, if nobody had a step right. forward, It would have maybe. been smoked out by then. Yes. Okay, gotcha. And now I follow you. So I believe, if I recall correctly, 30 days goes by, all, the, all of these letters are distributed next of kin, the stakeholders, whoever they are. Then it goes into a, a, a period of time where they start publishing into newspapers and stuff like that. And how long does... What is that? What is that? And how long does it take? Notice of the creditors. Uh, I think you have to publish three times, but it does take six months. That's the six month part? Yeah, that's oh, the six months. I didn't part. know that. I thought yeah. it was three months. Uh huh. Nope, six months. That's six months. Yeah. Okay. So if someone owes you money and they pass, you got nine, you got six months. Yeah. Right. Yeah, to, yeah. To well, file yeah. a claim. Yeah, right. Borrow money from somebody who's on their deathbed, and then you're okay. Right. Do you get interest? <laughs> sure. 100% <All right. laughs> of nothing is nothing. <laughs> right. All right. So we get through the, the six month, and it just sits there, right? Just sits there. Yeah. For, it basically just sits yes. there. Well, it can't be wasted. Like, for instance, you're a farm. I mean, crops got to be planted, you know? So dead people can't plant crops, but somebody mm -hmm. is going to plant that crop, you know? So the court's going to make sure that it right. just doesn't go to waste. Okay, so now this brings up another point, a great 
point and great question is who where's the where's the funding how can the monies or funds be spent to sustain the estate or family as people go through this process uh, can you use those funds to sustain no 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 really yeah really uh perhaps you could beg the probate court showing there's uh you know a burning necessity for mm-hmm. uh getting an advance yeah it's possible the probate really? court would say but i'd hate to be on the begging end uh, and counting on it right. i mean wow through discretion so now can i throw in a shameless plug for insurance here now yeah. isn't this isn't this process if monies and funds are held up now now the insurance is almost a necessity here right right to sustain yeah. what are your thoughts here as a legal professional uh, yeah well most of the time uh you know the big uh, issue especially for end of life uh type issues is uh, what's the funeral i'm going to accept right are they going to wait and they will they'll wait for uh, the insurance money to come in so it's not like what about six months of living what it six months of mortgage payment utility bills Uh, unless you beg the probate court the probate court sees an exception about why it's a necessity to uh, to release funds early (laughs) i don't think they're going to do it wow so uh, in my case, yeah. my my uncle, uh, my I had two uncles. One yeah. passed, the uh-huh. other one uncle oh. took over, and luckily he had uh, saved enough in his life to sustain my my other uncle's estate for two years while this was hung up. But I, you know, I guess we're very fortunate to have someone that would have been able to fund life yes. for two years. Yeah, yeah, you'd be surprised how how uh, having a little bit of grease in storage can make things go easy, but it's not going to come from the estate unless you beg them and the court uh, agrees. But uh, What's the worst thing you ever heard uh, happen throughout this process? The foreclosure, people losing their their house, like what, what damaging things can happen during this six month well, period? Um, you know, we talked about this one case only because it happened to be on TV, and it, it was uh, Horace Dodge uh, of the Dodge uh, uh, car uh, car company. Mm-hmm. He dies in 1932, and his widow, I think the estate finally got settled in 1970, so like 35 years later. So uh, good luck on having living expenses for those 35 years. Uh, luckily, Horace uh, had a few he dollars. Saved a couple bucks. Saved a few dollars, but you know, everybody can't count on it uh, going down that same way you know so you got to have uh, some financial wherewithal to um, make it through these tough times so you know now that we all understand the process a little better file the paperwork 30 days to distribute uh, notices mm-hmm. six months of waiting when when should a family engage with an attorney at what point in this process should they call up their their trusted attorney their trusted legal professional and say i need help yeah, we're, we're first of all, we're assuming that there's enough assets in the estate to even make it worthwhile. But just assume that there is, you know, you got at least that up 50,000 in a house and a few other odds and ends. Uh, if you're in that category, mm-hmm. uh, I would say probably right away. Really? <laughs> yeah, right okay. away. And yeah. what what is the value that an attorney or a legal professional adds into the process right away? What would you do? Well, uh, First of all, make sure all the paperwork's uh, correct. Okay. You know, in, in a lot of areas of the law, it's not so much paperwork, but probate court is extremely forms and documents driven. Everything has a form and is done via a form. Mm-hmm. And it can be maddening even for an attorney. Uh, so I think the sooner in the process, uh, assuming you have the assets, uh, mm-hmm. the sooner in the process that you can get an attorney involved in, the better off you're going to be. Okay.
And uh, for Bo, would you do you currently work probate cases, or have you moved on to other? Well, <laughs> I'm just wondering. Uh, yeah, no, I do probate. Uh, we're not talking like big money. Most of the probate cases I deal with, uh, you're probably looking at uh, I don't know, two to three thousand uh, dollars in a state that has maybe two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars in it. Okay. So not, uh, you know, not super rich people. Not the, not the top one percent. We're talking. Right, right. You know, so middle, middle class. Yes. Metro Detroit. Yes. Middle class America. Metro Detroit. Okay. Yeah, just that's wondering. Typical. Very typical. Um. Uh, now, somewhere in this process, power of attorney gets played in where, how, why. Oh, yeah. I don't understand it. Yeah, just in closing, there's two things that uh, we do need to mention. One is power of attorney. While you're still alive, it can you can only grant a power of attorney uh, during your life. Uh, but if you need, uh, you know, business being transacted, yeah, getting your bills paid and the like, and you have a son or somebody else, some other relative that you trust, uh, you can grant them a power of attorney and they can take care of your uh, business for you. It's very inexpensive to do it that way. You're looking again, you know, two, three hundred dollars to do a power of attorney. Um, and also, you have to make sure everybody has to make sure that they have a what they call a durable uh, medical power of attorney. Uh, in Michigan, they're also called advanced medical directives, uh, so that your uh, your wishes for your uh, your final uh, medical uh, medical care is uh, is uh, listened to. You know, some people want to be put on ventilators and have all available methods of keeping you alive uh, be utilized. Other people say, no, 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 just just let me go slip peaceful in, into the night. So, and everybody's in a is in a continuum between one or, or the other. Mm -hmm. So just make sure that you have a an advanced medical directive here in Michigan. And does the power of attorney transcend into after? No, only during your lifetime. It, so once someone yeah. passes, it's over. Yeah, but until then, that's something you gotta take care of. Okay, and under what circumstances, once again, do you recommend power of attorney? Oh, uh, when you're so, so old and frail, you're not really capable of consistently paying your bills and doing financial uh, things that need to be done. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's that's when that would kick in. So uh, if, I, if I may, yeah. uh, share what happened with our case in Florida. I'm not gonna share the whole story because yeah. I could write a book. Yeah. Um, the lady, the third party, after we put all of the pieces of the puzzle together, all of the documents, we saw what was filed in the courthouse, we knew we had a fraudulent will, at least one of them. We also knew that will in Florida had to be signed by uh, two witnesses and a notary. A notary had to, right? A notary had to right. witness the signing, and then yeah, two even, witnesses had to sign it. Even here in Michigan, same thing. Yep. Okay. When we, as the family, followed up with the two witnesses, we found out indeed they those signatures were fraudulent yes. when we presented this information to the court in florida they used this as leverage against the third party to yeah. say hey cease and desist from t participating in this probate yeah or you're going to get in a lot of legal trouble it was the the what do you call it the district attorney yeah it's a crime the, it's I mean, a crime it's a fraud <laughs> you can't do that so the lady I said lady, the third party, the lady, withdrew her uh, petition and claim for being the personal re representative, uh, got her hand slapped. However, the notary oh, lo yeah. lost their license and may have uh, received a fine. I, I may have got court time. Is this, yes. how common is this? 
don't notarize something unless you know who the heck they are, you know? You got to make sure that the, the signatures are real. That's like the number one thing that, I mean, big liability attaches to. You know, when you're talking about maybe transferring real property and the like, I mean, are you talking hundreds of thousands of dollars on a signature? You better make sure as a notary that the person in front of you signing is that person. I have spoke with uh, members of the media. I have spoke with attorneys. I've spoke with people that live in Florida. Apparently, there's so many snowbirds that travel down there that this happens all the time because their families, like our family, dispersed throughout the Midwest, throughout the East Coast. And when something bad happens, um, the uh, there's a, a, I'll call it a cottage industry for the notaries and the bad people to do stuff like this. Yeah. And apparently it just grows on the grapevine who to reach out to when you want to, you know, we all know where the criminals are. Yeah. Money greases the palms. We know that. All right. So let's uh, let's wrap this thing up, Bo. Uh, who are you? What do you do? And how can people get a hold of you? Yeah, uh, I'm attorney Bo Shimmers. My main office is in Taylor, Michigan. My phone number is area code 734-282-0200. Besides probate, I also do divorce and family law, criminal, and driver's license restoration. So if you have any of those kind of issues, give me a call. And once again, my name is Michael Lucy from Funeral Funds of Michigan and Leave a Legacy, Not Debt, the podcast and the video channel. If you have any questions at all about life insurance, including term life, whole life, universal life, or annuities, feel free to give me a call anytime. I can be reached by phone, calling or texting 734-288-8323. Thanks and have a great day. Bye now. Done. Okay. Right. <laughs> I don't know why that's so adrenaline-producing, you know? <laughs> you made it through. Because you're always looking for, you're screwing up.